They're taking. Welcome back, listeners, to a new episode of The New Standard. And joining me, as always, is my partner in crime to my left, Neil Kulong. The Steelers are on the clock with the 14th pick. Clearly, there was a trade. I wonder who they're going to get. I'm, I'm thinking it's Christian Gonzalez. My guess would have to be Gonzalez as well. That's the guy you trade up for. They traded with the New England Patriots, I, I believe, uh, at 14 overall. Was it the Patriots? Yes, it was. The, the Steelers and Patriots uh, pulled off a trade. 14 for 17. We don't have any other details than that, but the target here uh, most likely has to be Oregon cornerback Christian Gonzalez. And if the Steelers are able to pull off Gonzalez uh, in the first round of, of this draft, and I would imagine uh, they might be able to protect their one of the two second round picks, but I doubt it. Either way, though, Gonzalez is a player who shouldn't be on the board, in my opinion, 14, let alone 17. So uh, it, to me, that, that's a, a significant. Uh, addition to the Steelers team if if that's who it is and it looks like they're about to announce it here I'm trying to draw what about Broderick Jones they just showed the Iceman cometh Broderick Jones could be it as well I wanted to 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 go over that Uh, Broderick Jones is a high ceiling um, kind of low floor offensive tackle from the University of Georgia it's a guy that uh, many would have uh, anticipated he'd be around maybe around this spot but the upside of easily being the best tackle in this draft, he's just the least ready, I think, right now. Uh, you could see why they would invest in, in a project like that. But to give up capital uh, to go get him with a player like Gonzalez on the board, uh, both of them are positions of need. Uh, for me, I would have gone with Gonzalez. I, I've said in this show many times, Lance, Gonzalez is, is a, 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 he's an excellent prospect. I think he can fit a lot of what the Steelers do. Um, he would be able to contribute a lot earlier than, than Jones would, in my opinion. But I, I could see why they would want Jones as well. Um, trading up to, to get a player, though, you would hope that this is a player that's going to play immediately. That, that's you know, my so, thought. You know somebody in Steeler Nation is going to say, why didn't we select uh, Will Levis? Oh, God. It, <laughs> you, it, know look, you know what? If we want to get into this while we're waiting for the pick <laughs> to be announced, I, I said from the beginning, Will Levis is the most overrated player in this draft. Okay. He, he's, I'm not at all surprised he hasn't been taken yet. And to be honest with you, I don't, he, Minnesota might have him flat out at, at 23. I, he's not, it, Levis has a, a lot of athleticism. He can run, not a great thrower. He doesn't have great mechanics. I, I, I don't see a whole lot of, of positive traits from Levis, but the Steelers, Commissioner Roger Goodell is about to announce the Steelers pick here. Let's see, it's going to be. Broderick Jones. It is Jones. Offensive tackle from Georgia. Okay. Ah, okay. Well, let me let me ask you this. He looks young, like, wow, I'm looking at yep, his face. He's very, like, he's very young, very young, very inexperienced, but a, a great frame, probably the best tackle body uh, that was available in the draft, probably the best athlete. Oh, my God, he has braces, Lance. Um, it, it, he's, it, he's a high-end prospect, there's no doubt. I mean, 6'5 and 3'8, 311 pounds. Um, he, he's, he's an aggressive player. He's big. He's a mauler. I mean, Georgia could do basically whatever they wanted to do on offense and defense, and a big part of that was the the success they had on their offensive line. Um, Jones is absolutely a part of that. I, I think he's a great 
uh, prospect. He's got work to do, though. I, I That's really kind of the message that I would stress more than anything. They're showing the highlights now. They just ran a counter with him where he went across the line and cleared a guy out. Um, he's a beast off the edge in the ground game. That That's a lot of what the Steelers are going to do. Do you see him, Lance? Look at the way he's built. He's, he's not monster. even a tackle. He's like a tight end. I mean, he's, he's, he's enormous. For, uh, for an offensive tackle, he doesn't have a, a high amount of fat on his body. I mean, he's cut. Uh, very athletic. Let me read you some of his measurables. Uh, they got him listed here at 6'5", 3'11", uh, 34". And three fourths arms, hands ten and five seven eighths. At his pro day, ironically, his hands got bigger. Uh, uh, ten and seven eighths. Uh, his wingspan eighty two inches, eighty two and three fourths inches. Ran a four nine seven in the forty two point eight two twenty yard one point six seven ten yards vertical jump thirty inches broad jump nine feet. Was a five star recruit. Here are some of the strengths that they list. And this, of course, is from Dana Brugler from The Athletic. Uh, strengths, basketball athlete with above average movement skills, loose hipped and agile footed, utilizes knee bends in his kick slide, displays violent quick striking hands with the recoil to land multiple punches and knock away the reach of rushers, able to rework himself and sit down versus long arm defenders, patient and aware versus stunts and counters, excellent snap quickness in the run game to quickly out angle or seal at the best using his mobility on the outside or when working up to the second level. Some of the weaknesses lacks ideal height and length that NFL teams desire at the position need to continue to mature. His technique will lose his bearings and base when his upper half overextends. That's, that's the problem with him. That's the problem. He doesn't have a fluidity in his body yet. And he, he's young. He's inexperienced. You can tell when you watch him. He looks, put it this way, Lance, and I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off from the, the, you know, the actual experts who were saying this, but when you see him in comparison to the other ones, what you see is a real college tackle. Darnell Wright, the guy that you guys heard me screaming about for, for the last six, seven weeks, goes 11 overall because he's an NFL tackle. He's at that spot. Uh, you can make the same argument for uh, Skaronsky, who's probably a guard, but at a technical level, he's playing NFL football. Jones isn't. Jones is a is a beast. He's a mauler. He's an athlete. He is a, a God-given offensive tackle. It's just he's not refined yet. He's got work he needs to do. Um, it, it's, it's a good pick uh, uh, long-term. This is the investment pick. Um, I have not yet seen the details of the trade, uh, with New England, I'm not sure what they would need to uh, to have given up to go three spots in a draft that doesn't have a whole lot of. Let me read it to uh, you because they listed round it. picked yet. They did okay. They said it was the 17th pick and the 120th pick. Okay, so they didn't even lose one of their second round picks. I'm good with that. All right, if if that's what it's going to come to, I'm good with that. But again, to go over uh, the the issue we talked about on our last show, Lance, when you have. Now, a premium position drafted in the first round <clears throat> who's going to be uh, extension eligible in, in 2027, that's when Kenny Pickett is going to be getting paid. And then two more premium picks on top of that. It's almost like, yeah, you can get four years from a guy and you don't have a problem with that. But to some degree, you have to worry about the cost of potentially extending all of them 
I, I, to put it simply, they're not going to be able to. That's a lot of money uh, for, for teams that are not cash rich, which the Steelers aren't. It doesn't mean that they have no money. It's just you have to put all of guaranteed money away in escrow when you sign a contract with a player. In other words, Lamar Jackson signs a, a contract that has $185 million in practical guarantees throughout the five-year life of the contract. The Ravens have to put $185 million into an account immediately in order for that contract to be executed. So it's a lot of money the Steelers would have to save up for. And I'm not saying that they can't do that. It's just less of a risk. But at the same time, if you're getting rid of the mid-round pick, which is the fair price for for the amount of uh, spots they're moving up for, to get a a prospect like Jones. Again, I don't want to say boom or bust, but we don't know where he is from a technical end yet. He's got a, a he's got as God given a frame uh, as as any offensive tackle the Steelers have ever had on their team. That's the truth. You'll read about that in the coming days. To develop him into a real NFL offensive tackle, a lot of work he's going to have to put in. I don't know if he's a starter on day one. I think they'll probably throw him out there, but I don't know how good he's going to be in pass protection uh, in in the ground game and inside zone. Dude's a beast. You're going to see him whip some people. So there, there's the positive side of this for sure. You know, the thing I think about, and I, and I said it, I think this week on the show, you know, in the current NFL, I think you have to impact the passing game, whether it be directly, more directly, whether it be on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball. And again, you know, this is a football team that I believe had 12 touchdown passes and gave up the the third the thirtieth ranked most in the National Football League. So you've got a, an issue in the passing game. You're not generating big plays, and you're giving up big plays. Everything that I've heard about Gonzalez, and I've seen Gonzalez play in the Pac-12 because he's at Oregon. I get to see a lot of Pac-12 football. Is that he was the best corner prospect in the draft? Great physical traits, great physical skills, smooth, fluid, a young player. And like we talked about on the last show, you know, the Steelers' first selections overall average roughly about 850 snaps. And if you're going to play 850 snaps, you're probably the starter. And unlike many other positions, the offensive line, you're not going to sub out for certain things. You're going to be playing down in, play in, play out. So it's very interesting. This is a young player. Sounds very much like a development player, but to Corey Hatcher's point, and Corey Hatcher, Coach Hatcher, big up the coach. Coach said, I think his pass pro isn't bad from what I've seen. Um, he definitely would have worked again a lot of top-end talent on Georgia's roster because, man, if you didn't bring your lunch pail to practice at Georgia, you were getting embarrassed. And... It's interesting. I would have gone corner. I I would have gone corner to shore up that secondary, given what the roster is and and given what the Steelers did last year. I would have gone corner. That's just me. Maybe they come back to it and hit it at 32 because it looks like they're going to retain that pick and retain both second round picks. I'm expecting with that next pick, they're going to go ahead and hit corner. And I'd like to see a skill position as well. Yeah, I, I, uh, I agree with that. And I think um, an interesting thought, a very uh, football savvy friend of mine just texted me. Uh, I think his play style could translate to guard. I I think that's a great way to put it. 
Um, because again, I, I'm going to keep saying this word. He's a beast. He gets after guys on the ground. He's nasty, uh, aggressive. It's not the best thing for a tackle to have that kind of mentality. But what I would argue is you're, you're able to actually, I can say the guys, Tyler Fornis, who was on this show a little while ago, I'm used to not being able to tell people who I'm talking to, but uh, (laughs) Tyler's Tyler's good. Very, very smart guy. As you all heard, um, when Patrick Peterson signed, we had him on. Um, when you're a guard, your primary job is to maul, to move, and then to work in co- in concert with one side or the other on zone runs, combo block, uh, reach, and, and go get somebody. A tackle has more isolation and pass protection, and that requires nuance. That requires, you know, the, the technical skill. Hand usage is much more important. Um, I'm not saying that he couldn't play tackle. It, it, I can't imagine they just traded up for a guard. Um, and they keep signing guards like they're going away. But another interesting point, I, I had a conversation with somebody earlier today. They like to pay and, and develop the complementary guys outside of, of the big money guys. In other words, your guards and center instead of your tackles. Uh, work from the inside out offensively they'll put money they'll put draft picks into receivers not extensions they had their quarterback for a long time that wasn't something they needed to worry about Um, all of that being said I don't know I think they have a a very moldable um, you know clay product in front of them and I think he he is an exceptional athlete you you see the way he moves you see how big and how strong he is Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do with a guy like that I think long term he's probably a tackle, but um, I don't know. I, you know, the, the offense is so different from what we've used to, what we're used to seeing with the Steelers. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if basically they're they're going to start to employ, you know, guards playing tackle and just play quick game all the time. Which is to say, you can go short on either side. You don't rely on um, taking care of edge rushers around the arc. You're you're more worried about having athleticism at your tackle positions and getting them downfield legally this year, unlike the 11 times or whatever they did last year when they were they were illegally downfield. But getting the big guys out in front of uh, the ball carrier or the receiver on a screen and letting them just wreak havoc. He's a guy that could do that today. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I think the question, Lance, is um, you assume he's a left tackle. That's what he played at Georgia, even though he played around a little bit. Uh, is he a starter? Is he a day one starter? That's um, what I was going to ask you. I mean, like, the, do you do you envision like if I'm getting into week one and Dan Moore is still the starter, I, I might be a little disappointed. I'm not going to write the kid off, you know, after week one, of course, of his NFL football career. But you know, I I, I want that first round pick to be a guy that's going to start, that that's going to play a lot of snaps, and I want that guy to make a contribution quickly. So it's, it's interesting that you say that though, because, because keep in mind, it's not the guy you drafted in the first round. It's a guy that you gave up assets for. You used two picks to draft this guy. Um, If you're not planning to start him, I think that's a little odd, but at the same time, are you making your team worse by doing that? I I don't know. Not a hundred percent sure, but I I would think that they'll, they'll, I would think he'll start. I, I just, I have a tough time seeing why they would, have him you know 
I don't know how he wouldn't beat out Dan Moore. <laughs> you know, and, being, and, and being real, I don't know how he doesn't beat out Dan Moore because, you know, even if it's just in the gym, uh, in shells, the guy is so physically impressive that it, it oh my, it, watching highlights of him, he moves like a, a, a non human being. I mean, he is just unbelievably quick. And I, I, I lived very close at one point in time. Uh, in, you know, very close to Lithonia, Georgia. And I'm telling you, uh, people are built different down there. Uh, I mean, it, people are built different down there. There's some big people down there. They are He's, big. This dude's a fast. Hoss. I mean, what, what, who were you reading that from? Was that from Brugler saying he doesn't have ideal length? Yes. Yes. I don't know about that. I, that yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know what I you mean, want. I mean, are, is the standard here like, I don't know. Joe Thomas didn't have ideal length. He went two overall. There, there's a reason for that. You want length. You know, Skaronsky, on the other hand, I've said this a couple times, um, he has real short arms for a tackle. He probably can't be a tackle in, in a traditional sense. He's probably a guard. We'll see what Tennessee does with him. They took him at 11 overall. Uh, Jones Jones has plenty of length. Um, he's 6'5". Uh, he's just he's so lean. And he looks like Lane Johnson. If you remember when Lane Johnson was drafted by the Eagles way back in the day, Lane Johnson was like an Olympian. I mean, he, just a, a wall of muscle. The kind of guy that um, it, it, bigger naturally, but probably ate his way up to tackle weight instead of having to cut weight uh, to, to be you know more athletic. He's a, a freakishly athletic guy and probably had to bulk up uh, in order to play the position. Jones looks like he was just built this way all the time. I don't know how much work he puts in, but uh, he's he's an excellent natural athlete. You can and see he's that. Probably, you know, knowing Lithonia, Georgia, he's probably not the biggest kid in his family for sure. Jeez. He's probably he's probably somewhere in the middle, and his whole family is big. And you know, to Corey Hatcher's point. He brought up the point that clearly NFL teams aren't valuing cornerbacks as much as anyone else. Do you think that's true or do you think it says more about the class or because that's interesting. I thought you would have more. You know, you always figure the quarterback's going to be a run on a quarterback. It's going to be some run on some pass rushers and some corners. It's weird to have some of the prospects to read about in this year's draft. And there hasn't really been a run on corners. Maybe there has been since we started the show, but that that's kind of weird. What do you think? Is Corey on or something? I honestly, I don't know. Um, First, sorry, I got distracted by Corey's question. You don't see linemen without braces. They have to wear braces in college. So I'm not sure uh, what that is. That's actually a really good question. Um, I don't know. It, It, I didn't hear anything about any injury issues, um, but yes, to, to the, the, the question to hand here, the fact that Witherspoon right now is the only one uh, who's gone, although I have now heard that uh, Forbes is about to get drafted um, ahead of Gonzalez. Um, I don't know what – for Emmanuel Forbes to get drafted ahead of Christian Gonzalez, that, that seems not right to me. Um, it, we're entering the point. I, I wonder uh, what. I wonder what, if anything, came up with Gonzalez at any point. I wonder if there's an injury there somewhere. Uh, he's not the biggest guy. I know he, he's got the height. He's got the length. He's not very thick. He probably needed it to add a little bit of weight 
in, in a healthy way, but he could have contributed day one. He, I mean, he, he's still available here. Um, we're at pick 16 and Washington is not taking uh, Christian Gonzalez. I, I am surprised by that. I would have thought um, if, if you were to have asked me this morning or yesterday, Lance, I would have said this. You'll see a couple corners going in the 20 to 40 range. That's probably more of their sweet spot in this draft. But Witherspoon and Gonzalez were, were top 10 guys, in my opinion. I, I don't get what's going on with Gonzalez. Um, it's killing my credibility, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, this I'm is, confused. Th- this is interesting. I mean, you didn't even I have mean, four quarterbacks go, you know? It, yeah. I mean, you, you, Levis is still outstanding. Anything surprise you in this round? I, I think, the, you know, when you talk about marriages and teams, you know, I, I think it, it, it. Why don't you jump into before I make my point? Why don't you jump into what we, we were texting about with Chicago um, and, and what happened with Chicago? But I love the <laughs> Bijan Robinson and Arthur Smith. I think that's a match made in heaven. I think they'll utilize Bijan Robinson to the fullest extent. I, and Carter going to the Eagles. I, I mean, the, the rich get richer. Emmanuel Forbes was just taken by Washington, by the way, six foot and three quarters, 166 pounds. He is literally the size I was in high school. Christian Gonzalez doesn't have a size problem. If Emmanuel Forbes doesn't, Um, I don't, I I, I don't get that at all. God, he is a skinny dude. Wow. That guy's going to be in the NFL. (laughs) Friend of the program Steelers wire just said that the Pats took Gonzalez. Oh, the Pats. Okay. They're, they're, on the clock on my feed right now so yeah and that I, if they took gonzalez that makes good, sense good for the pats good for the pats i hate to say that that's a hell of a deal for them they pick up what a, a, a four uh and gonzalez you know they, they got gonzalez to they got a player who's worth a lot better than 17 overall and they got a pick in order to do that too that's any chance but, you know what i, I want to get sorry i want to get into this okay you're going to bring up yeah i i've said this Porter is not nearly as good as people made him out to be. He just isn't. I didn't think the Steelers would take him at 17. I don't think he's worth that pick. And he's still on the board for a reason. Um, He does not have great hip fluidity. And that's going to limit him schematically. There's He can't play pure man. He's not going to be able to carry guys across the middle. Um, Change of direction is going to hurt him a bit. That's why he's so handsy at, at the stem of a route. He's not confident in being able to flip his hips and continue to get fast upfield. And on top of that, it's not like he's a speed demon either. He's got you know good enough speed, but not outstanding. I, I just I don't see. And on top of that, it's not like he's a real dominant tackler either. I think How he's, do you he's like a that good at player, thirty-two though. But, at thirty-two, um, I, I thirty-two wouldn't bother me. But it, for me, it was not seventeen. I don't think he should go there. Um, I am, I am, there are now three cornerbacks off the board. The fact that Porter isn't one of them and we are past 17. Uh, the Steelers passed on a, a, a cornerback, understandably, but the fact Porter has not been taken yet is not a surprise. He's not the prospect that he was made out to be. Sadly, I hate to say this because it's not fair, but everybody made more out of him because of who his dad was. The natural link to Pittsburgh was garbage. He, he's not great for the scheme the Steelers run and on top of that I don't think he's athlete enough for 17 overall that was my opinion I I didn't think they would take Porter um I'm not surprised Porter is still available if he is available at 32 not against it Uh, I would say this I I think 
there will be other prospects the Steelers uh, would be interested in. And given the choice, I honestly, I think Mike Tomlin would pass on, on Joey Porter Jr. just because of, of the weight that would have to come with him. You know, and, and that's not fair to him. You might not get the best out of him that you could. And I think if you have that kind of a situation, you might be better off passing. There are other players that you can get. They need a cornerback. If, if it's clear and obvious the Porter is the best player uh, on their board that they want there, they'll take him. But to be honest with you, I don't think they will. And it wouldn't surprise me if he goes, you know, Vikings need a cornerback at 23. If Levis somehow gets drafted here, I don't think that he will. Uh, maybe they go with him. You know, I, I could see Baltimore drafting him um, at uh, 22. I think they are. Um, I, I don't think he makes it to, to 32. And I'm not trying to bash him. I don't think he's going to be a terrible player. It's just when you're talking first round, You've got to have a lot of everything. You've got to have that potential. I don't know if Porter is very scheme diverse. I don't know if he has enough uh, to, to really justify um, taking him that high. I think he's probably a, a, you know, a little less of a priority. Um, late round one, it, it's kind of the way that I saw him. Steeler Chick, big up the Steeler Chick 46 and big up to everybody out there joining us on the program. Make sure you like and subscribe. Big up to Felicia. Big up to everybody out there that's joining us. She brings up an interesting name. Could you see Jack Campbell being in play at 32? Because to me, the Steelers need to address corner. I think the Steelers still need a weapon in terms of whether it be a tight end or a wide receiver. I think they need a weapon. And I think they need a defensive lineman as well. But so, what do you? What's your thoughts about that name, though? Jack Campbell at thirty-two. Love Campbell as a player. Um, I don't think anybody that loves football would not love Jack Campbell on their team. Um, need? I don't know. Uh, we got into this last time in the comments. I'm not sure who it was. If it was uh, uh, Corey or somebody else. Inside linebacker is not a marquee position, and they just signed two of them. I don't think that they would spend a premium pick on a rookie uh, when, when you just built that depth up. You still have Mark Robinson. That said, you don't have a dude there. Um, going back to my point about the money, it, a little less of a financial investment in an inside linebacker. Granted, you've got uh, uh, Roquan Smith. You've got other inside linebackers, middle linebackers that, that are getting paid nowadays. Um, Campbell in this type of a defense would have to cover quite a bit. Um, I don't know if he could earn his way to that kind of level. If that makes sense. So maybe it's a little bit less of a risk in terms of, of future financial costs. Uh, he's an impact guy. He would start day one for sure. Uh, I think he would be better in year one than, than Roger Jones would be maybe year two as well. Um, a, a very solid all-around NFL-looking player right away. Uh, big kid, big he's, kid too. He's going to make whatever team he's on better. You know, he's that kind of a player. He's just he doesn't have all that high of a ceiling and doesn't play like a a, a real impact position. Uh, that's my take. Yes, thank you, Robert Cotting, Darnell Washington. Have you seen this guy, Lance? I have not. Another Georgia player. He's the the tree-like tight end. Where's number yes, zero? Yes. Okay. Yes, I okay. have. Darnell Washington is pretty close to Broderick Jones' size, and he's a better athlete for, for his position. 
uh, perhaps not so much, but he is an absolute monster. This guy is the evolution of the tight end position. Yeah, he if, is. If you can't huge. teach that man to block, you're doing something wrong. He could be absolutely dominant. I think he's bigger than six seven, Corey. Watch him. Look at his arms. He has like thirty five inch arms. If he like if he was fifteen pounds heavier when he was a, a sophomore in high school, they probably would have made him a tackle. I mean, he's he's that kind of athlete. Could have gone either way. It was really a size thing, but it, he's ridiculous. I would absolutely love to get that guy. Um, I don't know at what point he goes. Very probably. Well, I shouldn't say very. I could see him being kind of offensive specific. Um, you want a team that runs a lot of twelve with him. Yeah. I don't know if he is a pure route runner. Um, I like any tight end that you're going to draft. He's got to he's got to learn to block. You got to teach him to block. Uh, Fryermuth isn't a great blocker yet. You know, decent but not great. You you could see him getting to that point. Washington's going to be a little bit further back than than what Fryermuth is, but. The, the physical advantage that this guy brings is above and beyond anyone else at, at the position in the game. He is enormous. He is literally the size of an NFL tackle, minus 20 pounds, and he runs like an, like an outstanding athletic tight end. So um, to me, yeah, I get that guy. I, I, I would add some, love add, add some freaks. I mean, let me, let me list off these names to you and give me the first word when you hear these names the first adjective or the first word that comes to mind, it could be anything. When you hear these five names, Jones, Siamalu, Cole, Daniels, and Chooks. Did you ask what the first thing is? What comes to mind when you, when you hear those five um, names? Better honestly, than last year. Patchwork. Sure. Patchwork. patchwork. Yeah. I, I don't see a unit. Uh, I don't feel a unit. I didn't really see one. Um, what they've added feels again like patchwork, not because um, they're going to struggle for sure, but we don't know what they're going to be. We just know that they added guys and we all get really excited. We love that. How are they going to come together? And now we got another one, another new one. So this is another year with two plus new starters in their offensive line. If we put Jones into that spot. Um, I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying we don't know yet. Jones is easily the least uh, technically supreme of all of them. Um, is, is a new left guard going to help with the rookie on the outside? Maybe. I don't know. Um, it, it, it's, it's got potential, but we don't know what the product is yet. They still have work to do. Let me ask you this before we get out of here. Um, that 32nd pick, is there a name in mind you got uh, of guys still Washington, available? Baby. Huh? <laughs> now it's Washington, baby. <laughs> you got me off the quarterback train. Now I want to tie in. <clears throat> no, um, I, I don't know. There are a lot of picks that need to go here. Um, to be honest, I'm just kind of glancing at uh, uh, who's gone right now. I just saw Gonzalez a little bit ago. Um, the Lions are on the clock again. There's, there's a lot of picks to go until Pittsburgh's on the clock. So um, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we can rehash this we'll in our, our pre-round <laughs> two show tomorrow. Yeah, okay. Well, there goes Jack Campbell to Detroit at 18. 
Yeah. So Detroit takes two guys that nobody had going in, in round one in round one. <laughs> but Campbell, Campbell's a fun player. I, I can definitely see why uh, they would want to, to draft him, the way he plays the game. I think Detroit kind of doesn't really care about rounds so much. I think they want their guy. Um, I that that's interesting. Do you uh, do you want to publicly uh, apologize to uh, the Chicago Bears? Uh, yeah, sorry, I totally got off at of that point. I, what I had texted the <laughs> Lance earlier was I've I've been ripping on the Bears since the Claypool trade. I think for justifiable reasons. Um, it's funny that there's a guy that goes to my, my gym who is uh, a, a beat writer in Chicago. He kind of travels between Chicago and Minneapolis. Uh, he covers the bulls somehow or other. I, I came across him at the gym and we, we talked, um, you know, about all things. It turns out he's a Steelers fan and he absolutely hated the Claypool trade. So <laughs> he, and he, he's a very smarmy guy on, on Twitter. He's great. Very, uh, very familiar to my own style when it comes to interacting with people on, in social media. But he um, gets into it with, with Bears fans all the time. And they're completely delusional about what they think Claypool is, how good he is, what he can do. It's like, you don't know anything about the guy. You obviously don't. You haven't seen him. So I, I've been adding to the, the fun of ripping on uh, uh, Chicago for several months. The Steelers and Bears are alleged to be talking about the ninth pick, which we can say was you know true now, considering the Bears ended up trading the ninth pick. They were obviously interested. The Steelers were obviously interested uh, for somebody. Maybe they just like what the, the Eagles gave them better. I don't know. Uh, we talked about on the show how bad it would look to, to pull off a second trade with the Steelers to have basically flipped your higher value picks with Pittsburgh <laughs> to get Chase Claypool. Not a real great look. Uh, maybe that's why. I don't know. But the, the point is the Eagles draft at nine. Uh, the Bears go back to 10. And with that, they take, right? It was 10, wasn't it? Yeah, the Bears, Bears yes. draft at 10. Eagles then take, the be- in my opinion, the best player in the draft in Jalen Carter. And then at 10, the bears take my guy, Darnell, Wright, The one that I wanted the Steelers to take at 17. So it's kind of like a, okay, touche Chicago. I, I see how you're doing this now. They said, we hear you, you win this round. <laughs> you got a pick to take my guy, my secret guy that I've been banging the table for, for the last month. Um, but it, yeah, it's solid move. I see why they did it. They got a good player out of it. They got another pick out of it. Um, I don't know why people don't want Jalen Carter, but he's going to make you pay. Yeah, and they put him in a position where he's with teammates. Um, so they're there, and and he's got some grown men that he's with as well on that defensive line in Cox and Graham. He's with some teammates, so I think they're going to put their arms around him, and I think that's going to be a fantastic pick. That's just the case of the rich getting. Uh, richer. The only thing I didn't want to see is I didn't want to see Bijan Robinson go to the Eagles. I mean, that's what I was hoping. Because if he went to the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, that that would have just been scary season, like Drake said all over again. But I know. Uh, what time do we get started again tomorrow with with the second round? It starts around the same time. Um, I an hour earlier, I believe. I think okay, about uh, four o'clock. Well, I just can't see to Tampa Bay at nineteen. The Pitt product, great player. 
great addition for them. That that's a that's a tough interior line there in Tampa Bay that they'll build. Elijah Kansi is a great player. I, I think he will do very well in the NFL. And that's a great team for him to go to as well. You know, I, I just hope whatever they do in the second round with, with, with those picks in the second round, I, I, I think they have to hit cornerback uh, um, in, in either uh, defensive line or a skill position. Um, I still think there's needs at all those places. And, you know, there's still, of course, some exciting prospects out there. I'm not going to put names to the positions, but if I if I went to sleep and woke up on Saturday and they took a place kicker and a long snapper, I'd be upset. But, uh, you know, I hope I don't wake up and they take another guard and a safety or something. I think there are some clear needs on this roster that I think that they can address. And, of course, coach these guys up and we'll see what these guys are what are you looking for in these second round picks what positions would you want the Steelers to target I I really think they need a cornerback I I can't say that enough um the fact they were able to pull off the move they did uh to get a, a highly rated tackle um arguably the last one that was worth a, a first round pick it shows the level of priority that they put into that position um Tomlin to say we don't have any holes yet you know, bullshit we can see now that that's not the case you just trade it up to, to take the last tackle that was worth anything <laughs> yes for, for exactly that's so, a clear admission that they yeah, have you, you obviously uh, knew that you had a hole that you need to fill um, I you know they, they might feel differently just because of you know kind of the, the general availability of uh, veteran cornerbacks in the free agency market they've got three of them now um, they obviously seem to like that. Uh, I don't know if they can get away with that forever. You have, you have to bolster that with some cheap talent that, that uh, is playing. Um, I, I think you have to target a cornerback. I, I have a real tough time thinking 32 is not going to be a cornerback, but it, it totally depends on who's there. You know, Don't write anything off uh, at this point because you can't be sure who's going to be available. They have a good idea of, of who they want to pick from, but I'm looking at what uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 11 more picks uh, until the Steelers are on the clock to start round two. So my guess would be cornerback um, just because we haven't seen a run on them yet. And I think there are a couple of them that probably better fit a, a second round profile. Uh, who will be available? Wouldn't surprise me at all if that's the direction they go. Um, it, Julius Brents, the, the kid from Kansas yeah, State, the, the, the Condor guy, um, like a it's like an NBA three. You know, he really long, uh, very athletic, very smooth mover. Um, needs a little bit of work. I, I could see him being a second round pick, but the type of guy that, that Mike Tomlin would be interested in. Um, I, I, my thought was around 32 is probably where he would go. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he's their guy, I'm not going to make a prediction, but that's the, the level of player I would expect him to get. If he's there, which I would think he would be, uh, Kelly Ringo, uh, another big cornerback. Um, these are good, uh, solid prospects with some pretty good upside, but some, some, you know, warts that they need to cover up. So the, the corners that are gone are, can correct me if I'm wrong, Gonzalez, Witherspoon, uh, Banks, Forbes. Did Banks Forbes. go? No, he might not have gone. I might have been mistaken him for Latimer. Uh, you're still watching, aren't you? Did Banks go yet? I haven't seen Banks. 
okay, Forbes. Banks is still around. So you still have Joey Porter Jr. You got Banks still around. You got Ringo. Yeah, hey, another thing too is um, Steve Avila, the the pretty highly rated center out of TCU, uh, was rumored to be connected to the Steelers. Um, it's an account on Twitter, ML Football, that that tipped me off to that. Um, I didn't hear it, but I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, that would definitely be. a fit there. He's a he's a mean dude. Um, I jokingly tweeted this this morning. My favorite NFL comp this season that I read from Lance Zierlein of NFL.com was comparing Avila to Chris Kimoyatu. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a that's a pull, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love the chemo days. Chemo. Holding penalty chemo. And five pancakes a game. Yes. Yes. But with that, listeners, we are going to get off and go ahead and close the show out. We will definitely be on, not sure what time, but we will definitely be on to talk about the second and third round. Because it's second and third. I confuse it every year. It's second and third round tomorrow, then yes. fourth through seventh on Saturday, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, so we will be here and on air as always tomorrow to discuss the pick. Steelers, not really a surprising pick. I mean, I, you know, I, I think everybody sort of thought that they would you know, get their tackle, you know, not not necessarily know which one, but I think it's one of those picks that, you know, if you're a Steeler Nation, you kind of just say, okay, you know, we're building the foundation uh, from the inside out and, and we'll see how this goes. I mean, you know, when you pick tackles, you don't necessarily, uh, you know, it's not like getting an AMG uh, for Christmas or something like that, but, um, you know, it's it's a solid pick, and hopefully they develop Broderick Jones and this kid becomes a player, and, and they don't have to worry about that position for years to come. Uh, but with that, we're going to go ahead and conclude the program. And always tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.